like I'm listening to it in my room and I'm like, I know if I play this too loud, like my dad will yell, turn that shit off or something. You never saw that movie? Are you kidding me? We're watching it then. I want to see your face one. What the? Oh my God. (laughs) Is he dead? (laughs) Wait, no. You're kidding, right? Oh shit. It's delayed reactions. It's delayed reactions. I am so done. And we are recording. We're back. We're back. I'm telling Sam I had quite the weekend, so I'm a little bit tired right now. Yeah. So starting Friday, I was up early babysitting very early, like five in the five o'clock in the morning early. That's yeah, that's that's not typical of babysitting time. (laughs) And then I drove Lyft on Friday night until pretty late. And then Saturday night, I went out, Halloween weekend, and um, that night ended between, like, 4.30 and 5. And then I woke up to go to the Bills game, but I had to wake up not not super early, but considering I went to bed at 5, like, I probably got up at 8.30, so it was just kind of a little nap. Um, I, like, wouldn't be able to drive if I got if I didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. No, I was fine. <laughs> I was, like, hyped for the game. True. Um, the adrenaline is pumping. The adrenaline was pumping. But, uh, yeah, I was at, like, a friend of a friend's house who lives closer to downtown Buffalo. So we had to wake up, drive to another friend's house where my car was to drive home to drive to the stadium. <laughs> and, yeah, that was yesterday. Sounds like a logistical nightmare. <laughs> No, it was fine. Like, everything worked out. Although, I didn't realize until after the game that I didn't eat anything, like, all day. (laughs) (laughs) Typical me. And then I babysat again this morning, so I was up again at 5. Nice. So it's all hitting me hard. But you know what? I don't have anything to do this week other than, like, my own goals, working out and accomplishing some things around the house. So after this, I'm going to chill. Watch some Stranger Things. I was going to ask if you finished it. Uh, did not finish it. As as I just told you, I had a pretty busy weekend. But I've watched the first four episodes. So I'm about at the part where um, Hopper... Spoiler like alert. Digging. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Well, I'll just say Hopper was digging for something. And that's why I'll leave it. Yeah. Oh, my God, Allie. You're going to love it. You're going to love the ending, like, so, so much. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't oh, wait I'm to... I'm so excited. I think what we Wait, decided... you saying that the way you said that, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about what would happen to make it, like, a real happy Allie ending. Don't try and make any predictions. Just go with the okay. phone and watch it. But, um, I, yeah, I gotta say, you're... I think you're really going to like it. Um... I finished the whole thing. I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. I went out with one of our friends, Belen, in Brooklyn, which I figured out it's actually much easier than I thought to get from where I live into the city and then into Brooklyn. Like, super easy. Um, And we went out for Halloween weekend as well. My favorite part, though, was seeing uh, everyone dressed up at the subway stations that I went through. (laughs) And I saw Mm -hmm. this. I saw this really tall guy 
um, just like literally strutting down the platform and he was in a Batman costume with like stiletto heels. <laughs> so that was, that was really nice to see. I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I can't walk in heels like that guy can. <laughs> That's so funny. I am very oh, I gotta love New York. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what else have you been, have you been catching up on anything else? I know you had a busy weekend. The Taylor Swift song dropped. We were talking about that a couple days ago. Yeah, that was big. Um, I know. Taylor Swift and Stranger Things all in one night. It was a very overwhelming Thursday night slash Friday morning. Big day. And I couldn't enjoy any of it because I knew I had to be up at five. Um, but I did watch it as I was eating breakfast <laughs> on Friday. Um no, I think Stranger Things is kind of what my focus has been. It occurred to me today that I have not caught up on Siesta Key since I was at your house in August. Oh, I never finished watching. <laughs> so for everyone who is unfamiliar, Siesta Key is basically the 2017 version of Laguna Beach. And it's wonderful and terrible at the same time for all of the same reasons. It's so bad. Um, so I think there's like 10 or 11 episodes and yeah, you and I like together that. watched the first three. So I was thinking about maybe doing that. And That's a good show to throw on while you're doing other things. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I'm always cooking, cleaning, doing something around the house. So those ones are good to have. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I kind of think that's it. I did attempt to watch more Mindhunter, but as I have been a little bit crazy the past couple days, I was just too tired to concentrate, and it's definitely a show you have to like be on your game for, oh, so yeah. I paused it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm on season, uh, not season, <laughs> whoa, um, I think I'm on episode like three of Mindhunter. I definitely watched the first two, um, and I had saved an episode to watch on my phone when I was taking the bus into the city. And then I, I was just like, oh, what am I doing? I have to watch Stranger Things. Um, yeah. So I did that. And I finished it. You're going to love it. Um, another thing I watched uh, in the past two weeks is the movie Baby Driver. And I loved it. It was really, really good. Have you ever seen it? I have not. I think it came out a couple months ago. So it's not a super delayed reaction. But... I think the way that they made the movie was they chose the music for it before, so it's kind of like a giant music video. Um, so it's just, it's very aesthetically pleasing and aurally pleasing, I guess is a word I could use. Um, so I watched it one night, we rented it on like IO or something, and I watched it with my parents, and then um, my sister watched it the next night, and then I just ended up like standing behind her <laughs> and watching it again. Um, funny but yeah it was good that sounds good I'll have to check it out yeah I'm trying to think of things I wrote down I wrote down a couple notes I always take some notes when I'm editing the episode to see if there's anything I should bring up or answer or address from the previous episode and so I looked up uh what that haircut is called that all the young boys in 90s movies have the 90s movies they call it 90s curtains so it's just like parted Mm. in the middle and then long hair on the sides like curtains for your face <laughs> it makes sense yeah and i know sabrina the teenage witch came up a couple times last episode and i read that they are making a spinoff of riverdale that is going to be about sabrina which sabrina spellman is from the archie comics but there was only 
I think there'd be like one comic about her per year in October around Halloween time. And so the CW has had a lot of success doing shows that are connected in the same universe with like Arrow and The Flash are a good example of that. So they're going to be making a spinoff of Riverdale that's going to be like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But unfortunately, Melissa Joan Hart is not any part of it. It's going to be, it's not going to be a fun sitcom. I think it's going to be dark like Riverdale. And I know you don't like Riverdale, but Belen and I like Riverdale. (laughs) I don't hate it. I guess if you respect, I mean, do you think they're trying to make it as painfully, (laughs) like, unironic or totally ironic? I can't decide which it, like, as it is. You know what I mean? You watch it and it's just, you cringe (laughs) because it's so... There are some parts I definitely cringe. Yeah. Do you think that that's part of the sell? Like you're buying into it, you're accepting that it's bad and that's why you like it? Or do you think people actually think it's entertaining? I think people think it's, um, it's entertaining. I mean, do people watch it for the same reason like I watch the Kardashians? No, definitely not. But okay. you, got, you also got to think that, like, we're we're probably just outside of, like, the age, the age range of the demographic that they're aiming for. Like, my sisters are 16. They love the show. They, That's true. If I was younger and less educated, I would probably <laughs> love it. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm sorry. That sounded no, really No, no. I mean, mean, we also – you also got to think, like, this – we studied television. So we're, we're thinking about we're everything and viewing it very it. critically – which right. they're not. Um, but I know that they went to a friend's house to watch the to watch season the premiere. premiere. Ooh, yeah, which cool. was, that was a couple of weeks ago now. But um, yeah, um, I, I know what I wanted I to ask you. Oh, yeah. What's Sorry, up? I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, have you heard of The Runaways, the series? Um, it's a I think so. going to be a Hulu original, but it's like uh, in conjunction with Marvel. The Runaways. Wait. Do you know, does, are, is this ringing any bells? I thought I would say think. this and you would know all about it. No, I'm breaking news to <laughs> Sam Myers. So it's this new Hulu show that's coming out in maybe two or three weeks. And it is based on Marvel comics of some sort. You know better than I. Um, but it's the children of a bunch of, I don't know if they're superheroes oh God, or supervillains. But... Um, yeah, the kids are, I think, trying to save the world in some way or another. I don't know. It looked interesting. It had Hulu and Marla, yeah, uh, Marvel attached to it. So um, I thought, ooh, I'll have to use this to get Sam on a Hulu train. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I got a Hulu subscription and I told everyone in my family, like, use this, whatever. I don't think people have been using it a whole lot but i got it to watch the handmaid's tale and i still haven't made it past episode one. <laughs> oh, girl you gotta get on that i know i know that'll be i use it to catch up with like this week yeah i use it to catch up with a lot of content um that's like airing right now on tv that i just want to watch a day or two late mm-hmm. so like when the bachelor or bachelorette is in season um right now this is us my mom and i usually watch it a day or two late mm-hmm. uh designated survivor that type of thing yeah yeah i remember we would well more you and belen would watch it uh use it to watch the bachelor the next day yeah and then i eventually started <laughs> watching it too 
Love it. Love yeah. It, I'll, love okay, it. I'll look into the Runaways. I don't think I've heard of it, but um, I'm interested. I love I love Marvel. I wish that I read more comics. I just like the Marvel universe and superheroes in general. I dressed up as Wonder Woman for uh, Halloween. I know that's DC Comics, but gotta do it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Maybe that makes me really bad. Maybe I should study up on my comics more, but... I don't really know the differences. The Justice League is Marvel, right? No. The Justice League no, is No, the DC. Avengers are Marvel. Yeah, and the Avengers yeah, are Marvel. that's right. Which, oh. there's a lot of similarities between the two, like, So what I read about this show, this new series, is that it was originally supposed to be a film that was in pre-production, or maybe not even pre-production, but development in, like... I don't know, 2008, 2009. But it was kind of like pushed to the back burner because of the Avengers. Uh, And now they've decided, and like obviously since then, um, you know, short form series have become um, kind of taken precedent for precedent. Precedent. Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying it weird. It's precedent. When it comes to obviously stories that are like a little bit more complex um to tell in like a a series of hour episodes rather than squish everything into two hours which i think is really interesting so now rather than have it be a film it's gonna be its own separate show oh that's really interesting yeah because uh the first avengers movie um i don't remember when it came out but it came out at least 10 years ago like it was a long time ago and since then even just with the success of Stranger Things, if we go back to that, you're right. Like, the long-form storytelling in a show that acts more like a movie, it's just, it's so popular. So yeah. I'm excited to see I mean, even if you look at then. the Emmys, I thought it was very interesting that almost, I, I don't want to say all because it definitely wasn't all, but so much of what was nominated and what was winning you know, I'm I'm talking Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale, etc. Those are all like short form television series. Um, I'm trying to think of what the name of the um, category. They had a separate category for it too, but it's but it's basically oh, yeah, just for like long form content. Um, yeah. So interesting stuff. Can't wait to check it out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess it's time for us to get into what we had planned to talk about today, which is an album that came out 10 years ago, and that is Kanye West's Graduation. All right, let's do this. So first and foremost, let us say that neither of us are super on top of the rap game. Sam definitely is more so than I I would say just music in general. You're pretty savvy. Thank you. Um, but this is just from our perspective. I feel like I'm I'm hearing people um, outside for a mischief night. I hear people like making noise outside. <laughs> sorry <laughs> about sorry night. about the hooligans. Um, um, yeah, I okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. not neither of us are hip hop experts, clearly. But I have had a growing interest in in the rap game and things of the like and um i recently watched oh i forgot to say this a show on netflix which is a four-part documentary series called hip-hop evolution and it just 
retells the history of hip-hop which is i think really interesting so you should definitely check that out if you are interested in learning about the history I of should. hip-hop i want you throughout this because i'm i'm i have my artists who i like mm-hmm. when it comes to like rap and hip-hop drake <laughs> so i'll 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 say like yeah drake chance kendrick that's about as much as I do. Um, so feel free to challenge me because I know that I'm not as open-minded as you are, but I'm trying to be because I do I do understand that it is an art form, and I think my issue with it is it's just an art form that I don't totally understand, but I'm trying to. And what I hate more than anything with any type of art, but specifically with this genre of music... Um, is that some people just refuse to even try to understand it or accept that other people are uh, learning and feeling and taking something from it, i.e., like, probably my parents. My parents, exactly, my parents. Like, I'm listening to it in my room, and I'm like, I know if I play this too loud, like, my dad will (laughs) yell, turn that shit off or something. My brother and I play a game, like in the car if we're, if we're ever driving in the car with uh, one or both of our parents we time to see how long it'll take <laughs> when a rap song or even a verse in a pop song by a rap artist comes up and see how long it'll take before my parents change the station to like an adult contemporary radio station that yeah. cuts the rap verse out of those songs um and it's really funny but yeah right. exactly that I'm glad Not you to said say that. that there isn't some raunchy rap where, like, I totally think that that is, uh, you know, if I'm in a car with my parents and something, like, really terrible comes on, like, yeah, change the channel. And there's some, there are some artists who are not as deep and eloquent as others, for sure. But, yeah, just in general. I'm thinking about, I feel like hip-hop and rap specifically, um... Kind of similar to, like, in the 60s and 70s when, you know, rock and roll was becoming big. Exactly. And, and parents I, you know, didn't want just, their kids listening to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think of Almost Famous and um, just, like, that whole dynamic going on there when she doesn't want her kids listening to rock and roll. And then, of course, they both turn into these rock and roll junkies. And anyway. Yeah. No, you, sh- you should definitely check out uh, Hip Hop Evolution. It's... It because it, it's so it's so interesting and the reason I watched the show is because it it came up as a recommendation for me on Netflix after I watched The Get Down, which is a show about um, funk and uh, funk turning into hip hop, funk and disco turning into hip hop. I was gonna in say the disco, right? Late nineteen um, seventies and. Uh, yeah, great. I love the Get Down. I tell everyone to watch that show. But Hip Hop Evolution exactly has uh, roots in disco music, funk, soul, and I think a reason, like you said, that some people don't give don't get it. They don't want to give it a chance is because at certain points in time, it was made for a very specific audience. Like if you if you think about like gangster rap, that's about like gang culture and it, there's well, a lot right. of violence and stuff. That's stuff that um, some people might understand and really identify with, and others just completely 
Like they just can't fathom that kind of stuff. But I think it's the same as country music in a way, where it's just made for a very specific audience. Right. So, anyway. But at the same time, and I think in both of those examples, um, it is a both of those genres of music are evolving so much and starting to appeal to wider and vaster audiences yeah hip-hop and country have definitely become the mainstream it's not just all about pop anymore if you look at the top 40 charts like the billboard charts or anything like that it's like all different kinds of music which is great and really exciting yeah so we're gonna dial it all the way back to 2007 yes and i'm gonna be being like super honest i think this is probably one of like my first experiences with rap sort of like when I think of the first hip-hop song that I had on my iPod like my blue iPod mini Mm -hmm. in like sixth grade seventh grade um it was definitely a couple of songs that were on this album yeah, I the this uh this album just makes me kind of think of like a middle school dance because the of the singles that were released, I think all of them were played at middle school dances that I went to and like I just remember uh dancing to stronger and being like, "Yes, I love this song." Like, I don't yeah. really know who this guy is, but I love it. Same. <laughs> and it was also back at a time when I primarily got my music from pop radio. I would listen to the radio and then from what I heard, which was like probably five songs, (laughs) decide what to buy on iTunes because I did not have Spotify. I don't know if it was even around in the U.S. at that point. Um, In 2007, it may have been. Uh, So some of the songs that were popular during this year were Beyonce, Irreplaceable, Umbrella by Rihanna and Jay-Z, um, Big Girls Don't Cry, Fergie. I was a big Fergie fan because I got the album for Hanukkah <laughs> that year. Um, the Plain White Tees, Hey There Delilah, Carrie Underwood, Before He Cheats. So if this is sort of like starting to bring you back to uh, those days. Um, Mims, This Is Why I'm Hot, Akon yeah, featuring I'm Eminem, Smack That. thinking about this right now yeah. and <laughs> these were literally all of the tracks that I... Because I don't know about you, but in my iTunes library, probably still to this day, I have, like, a certain folder that's, like, all the music that I've actually purchased from iTunes, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a a accumulation of a number of songs from a certain point in time, which would have been, like, my middle school and maybe early high school years. It's like a time capsule. Um, Yeah, because, well, actually, maybe not even that long. It was, like, pre-downloading from LimeWire. Um, <laughs> but it's it's all the music that I actually paid for on iTunes because that was the right thing to do at the time. And, yeah, definitely all of those songs. That's kind of, yeah, everything that it was made of there. Another big one this year was, which, like, how could we forget? How, how could I forget this? Is a uh, Soldier Boy Tell Him with Crank That, in parentheses. Soldier Boy. Ooh, that. <laughs> to be followed up. The next year with Kiss Me Through the Phone. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> um, another song. Let's see what else was popular. Oh, Beautiful Girls, Sean Kingston, Bartender, T-Pain, and Akon. Pop Lock and Drop It by Huey. Um, Have I ever told you, side note, and I hope I'm not crossing any lines sharing this story, but um, <laughs> my boss at 
a the radio station that I work at, who Sam has met. Um, she was running for Sean Kingston at a show once upon a time, like Christmas Bash or whatever it was, and he offered to fly her to Miami. Oh, you told me about this. <laughs> Did I tell you? I think so. She like and and I've kind of been told the story like a bunch of times, but she retold it kind of in detail the other day. And it was something like um she was taking his dancers to the mall to get like shorts or I don't know, go shopping. Yeah. And and she he knew that she was with them, so he texted the dancers and asked her if they could get her number and then anyway and then he called her like that year on um new year's eve and apparently like she still has this phone number i think it's the funniest story (laughs) wow she must be a beautiful girl right she is she's very beautiful um a great but yeah all these all these songs just make me think of um this was the year that so in 2007, we were 13 or turning 13. And for me, this was the year I went to like a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. So not only did I have the school dances, but it was like every other weekend, you, like everyone goes to synagogue and then you all get on a school bus and you go to wherever the party is happening and then you dance to these songs. And um, it was a great time. Great time in my life. Yeah. But uh, that's, so that's what, these songs make me think of a, a bar mitzvah. And that's actually what um, my sister said when I asked her about the song Stronger. I was like, Sid, what do you think of when I play this song? And she's like, Brian's bar mitzvah or Brian's bar mitzvah. And uh, I was like, actually, yeah, that makes complete sense because the song came out in the summertime and his party was in the fall. So it would have had enough time for it to get like to the top of the charts. And then it was a popular song that would have played on like top 40s station like z100 which would mean she'd know it yeah so yeah but anyway very let's cool, let's get into cool. the album itself so i learned a lot about the album from this video which i recommend you check it out from genius news and the title of the video is called how kanye west graduation changed music and in the video this jur- this music journalist jacques morel describes everything you need to know all the really important parts of the album and its cultural significance so it's important to know that this is the third installment of kanye's college anthology yeah education themed trilogy of albums and Mm -hmm. these are the albums that really put him on the map in terms of the rap game and just hip-hop in general so the first two albums were college dropout and late registration and those two albums had received critical acclaim, but Kanye really wanted his third one to seal the deal of making him a superstar worldwide. I was going to say, genre. so it's kind of um, supposed to be his graduation into stardom. Exactly. Which I think is pretty fair because I guess we were young at the time, but this is the first album where like, his his being was at all significant to me this is probably the first time where if someone said like oh that song's by kanye west i could recall who he was and other songs that he had produced or were was featured on and i knew like i knew what he looked like and stuff um but i didn't really know 
the college dropout and late registration. I knew this, like I knew like Gold Digger, and I knew a couple other songs, but this is the first one that, um, like you said, you probably you like know who he is, right? At least for us. Um, and so he was really inspired by uh, this time when he was touring with U two, and they obviously can pack stadiums, and so he really wanted to create music to be played like theirs in stadiums. So he started changing his lyrical style and he created more of uh, more music that was kind of like an anthem and he experimented with a lot of electronic sounds. And the biggest one of those was a sample from Daft Punk, which is a French DJ duo, as you hopefully know. <laughs> which is obviously stronger. Yes. Harder, better, faster. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my favorite song from this album, I have to say. Um, my favorite? Let me take a look. Uh, I think I like Good Life. It just... Yeah, Good Life. I don't know what it reminds me of, but I think it's, uh, funny. Fun. Um, and... I didn't know this one before listening to this album a bunch the past few days, but I liked Big Brother a lot too. Really, that's my cool. Fir- but this it was kind of my first few listens to it more recently. My delayed reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the song's stronger. Like we are not delayed reacting to because we know that one. Uh, but just a note about that song. Um, I guess Kanye had been touring with the producer A-Track and uh, he had never heard of Daft Punk until 2006 when they were both in Europe and they were listening to this radio station and they played um, Busta Rhymes song Touch It which samples another Daft Punk song called Technologic and so A-Track told Kanye where the sample was from and he had never heard of Daft Punk Um, so from then on I think he it piqued his interest, and he contacted the guys and told them that he was gonna use. Well, I think he, I think he asked if they, if he could use their uh, their song as a sample in his, and they really liked it. But he ended up mixing the song like seventy five times until it got exactly how he wanted it. So he's definitely a perfectionist. But I gotta say, seventy fifth times the charm because that song is awesome. <laughs> Yes. Okay. What else can you throw at me? Mm, let's see. Um, oh, so the, the song Good Life, it's a it, yeah, great song, um, featuring T-Pain. It was the third single released from... <clears throat> the third single released from the album on October 2nd, 2007. And it features vocals by T-Pain, obviously, but it also apparently in like the way back (laughs) features vocals by john legend and neo but they're hidden very well in the song i think i could see that i don't think i knew that i'm thinking about it i think it's towards the end and this was at a time when i think hip-hop artists were just starting to uh throw more r&b singers into their music so this is just like a very well hidden example of that um Mm -hmm. good life won the grammy for best rap song that year and it peaked at number seven on the billboard hot 100 so a lot of people like the song Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite. Maybe because T-Pain's in there. Mm-hmm. You're feeling me now. Put your hands up in the sky. I don't know. I just feel like it's like the happiest, most fun. I was doing like a little uh, lyrical analyzation of sorts earlier. And I actually feel like Stronger has way more sexual connotation like in it than I realized. Like, I just never really thought about the lyrics that much. Um, and I don't know. I feel like eh, it's he's cocky. It's, yeah, he's, he's very, cocky. very cocky in this album. Like, yeah. to the extreme. And I will be the first to say that I'm really not a big Kanye fan. And this is where I'm telling you, like, to challenge me because I, so I start out listening. I really like Graduation. I really like Champion. But then you get to Stronger. And after that, I sort of feel like all of these songs take a turn where he's just talking about him and his success and his money. Mm -hmm. I think the reason that he talks a lot about his success and fame is because this this is after the success of his first two albums so now he's like he's he's got the money to spend and he's living a completely different lifestyle than when he wrote the first when he wrote a college dropout and produced it so i think that's that's why but it's also like so maybe this would be more interesting um to get like a an opinion from someone who knew and I mean it it would be hard to now but who knew nothing of him as an artist now today because yeah, clearly be he only has gotten more and more narcissistic yes um and so I guess maybe that that's why I'm coming at this like already so biased um but that was kind of my thought as I was listening to this because I was really trying to be a little bit more open-minded about it and like i said there are songs that i do like and appreciate in certain parts of songs that i like and appreciate um but in general like a lot of talk about money and girls and Mm -hmm. i'm saving oh what song is it um let me look uh he basically like takes total credit for like saving chicago (laughs) And Wait, which like, song is that? Um, I'm trying to... It is... Is it The Glory? Yeah, I think it's The Glory. Is it? Yeah, I think that one's it. Let me double check that. Um, I think another thing, just, just like you said, to challenge you, um, and I was going to go into detail on this later, but I'll do it now. Um, at the time, gangster rap was what was very popular so the the number one hip-hop artist before this album came out was 50 cent and it was kind of the it was really cool for me to learn about this part of the culture at the time um and what happened was 50 cents album curtis and graduation were set to release on the same day they both came out on september 11 2007 and because the artists have had multiple albums before this point. They're both highly anticipated. And um, like I said, at the time, 50 Cent was the biggest star in 
the rap game. So it was a really critical moment in hip hop history where we're putting this like classic gangster rap against this new electronic, more emotional stadium hip hop and um, that had a much more futuristic sound. And so the media just created all this hype. And I think there was a cover, I think on the cover of like Rolling Stone magazine, it was the two of them just like facing each other as if they were going into like a boxing match or something. Yeah. And um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Which was and funny because they're actually I'm wrong, friends. But um, I believe that Kanye's album actually was supposed to drop a week after and he changed the date so that's what stirred even more i didn't know that i mean i totally believe that that makes complete sense with um (laughs) who he is but um, and of course he was quoted saying like i don't know why people are making a big deal about this they're gonna get so much music like so much good music in one go yeah that's true but obviously I think he was very confident and knew that he was going to outsell and outperform. Yeah, he was, Cent, he which was he did. totally confident in that. And I mean, when you mix a song 75 times to make sure it's perfect, I feel like you can afford to be a little cocky. Um, but he, he really did take a risk making something completely different at the time. And he definitely won the battle against... Uh, 50 cent in terms of sales and um, i will say that yeah i mean again i think it's interesting like critiquing this from our perspective now in the year 2017 but at the time mixing like all this electro music and um whatnot was probably a little bit more groundbreaking Mm -hmm. yeah this is definitely what the mainstream of hip-hop is now like that super produced um even like using synthesizers in the music and stuff and we're like we see the evolution every day when new music comes out but at the Mm -hmm. time this was a huge thing and the reason that this is so important is because it led to the popularity of more i guess emotional rap so not always rapping about like money and fame and girls and even though Kanye does have elements of that in this album it led to like the popularity of artists like Kid Cudi, J. Cole, Drake, Your Fave, and Chance the Rapper. So that's what makes this album really important. Um I do want to say and this maybe this is going to make me sound so totally ignorant or maybe it just makes me sound like someone who has paid more attention to this type of music uh, in current times. But I did not know that Kanye was from Chicago. And when you talk about, like, rappers from Chicago specifically, like, automatically going to think of Chance. Like, he, in my head, is king of Chicago. So when I was listening to this and Kanye's like, Chicago this, Chi Town that. Um, I was a little thrown off and then I had to look it up and then obviously I read into it and learned that that's where he grew up. Um, but I just thought it was kind of interesting because I think if you ask someone younger who isn't as, uh, familiar with like Kanye's early stuff, Mm -hmm. um, that they would maybe think similarly, like think of Chance as the Chicago rapper. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. You bring that up because, uh, when um when Kanye wrote 
Big Brother, which you said you liked, he dedicated mm-hmm. it to Jay-Z and no ID. And Jay-Z is like, if, if Con- like Jay-Z is, how am I trying to say this? Jay-Z is to Kanye as Kanye is to Chance the Rapper. <laughs> That's the best way uh, that I can say it. So it's like- Which is interesting. That element of mentorship in the hip-hop community and collaboration and with that song being about like biggie being being jay-z's jay-z yeah yeah it's it's really interesting to see like who people who, who people choose to follow and where that will take the next group of people to where their music is so, you know, Jay-Z and uh, Kanye West, four years later, they release Watch the Throne, which is their album that they made together. Um, and maybe we'll see something like that with Chance and some rapper who's going to be his prodigy. Like, who knows? Who would you like to see Chance do an album with right now? I don't know. That's a good question. Kendrick? I feel like they have very different styles. So maybe that would be interesting. But yeah, maybe that would be what would make it groundbreaking. I don't know. That's a good question. That's something I'll have to think about. Yeah, right now I've been really into um, Logic, (laughs) whose album came out in Did um, it come out yet? That's something I want to listen to. I... He has in my heart recently i really like it i think that his his album uh i think it came out in may this year it's called everybody it's really really good and when you talk about hip-hop evolution it's like it it covers like the history of it in the album it's it's really cool like he he's got so uh logic's real name is bobby and he is a biracial guy and so he raps a lot about that and his experience growing up with a mother who was addicted to drugs and a father who wasn't there. So that's like the gangster rap part of it. But then he also raps about current issues and hot topics like suicide and anxiety and just like mental health awareness. And so he's got just like a little bit of everything and there's some electronic sounds and there's some gospel sounds. And um, I think if you like Chance, you'll probably like Logic. They're definitely different, but um, both really good so that's that's who i've been into lately and um that is very different from like the rap you hear on the radio like migos and cardi b (laughs) but i like them too for different reasons i'm not hot on cardi b everyone's very hot on cardi b right now (laughs) and i just kind of think that she's trying to be nikki and i don't even like nikki to begin with so uh, I can see that totally. I think what's cool about it though is that she's re- she's like receiving so much support from um, everyone in that realm. So Nicki Minaj and her like they want to work together instead of trying to compete with each other. At least for right now, we'll see what happens. And I know they're both on a new Migos song, which she just got engaged to Offset in Migos. So there's a lot happening. Yeah, you should see The Ring. She put a video on Instagram, and it is like, when you talk about like a fucking rock, it is huge. There's so many diamonds in that thing. Um, Interesting. 
But, uh, yeah, I okay. guess that's that's all I really wanted to get at, I think, was uh, the that was the significance of graduation. All right. So um, as as we've said a couple times, I've said a couple times, um, I really like the song Big Brother kind of as we were just saying, because it's kind of how like Biggie passed down to Jay-Z, who passed down to Kanye, who's now passing down to X, Y and Z artist. Um, And I was listening to some talk radio like months ago. And, um, they were talking about, and, and so this is going to be my question for you. It's a little overwhelming. Listeners tweet us, let us know what you think. Um, so talking about Biggie and, and I mean, you can insert any rapper who is no longer alive in this. So I would say either Tupac or Biggie, um, just being that they are the ones that, um, are remembered for so much cultural significance. Um, but if you had to choose one album that has been released since their death to, um, show to them as like the evolution of rap slash hip hop since they have, since they've passed. Oh my God. This is what question. would it be? Uh, <laughs> it's a big question. It's a really big question, and we could talk about it and debate it forever. Yeah, and that's, that's a I'm good certainly question. not. Wait, where the did one you hear this? To... They're talking about on Barstool. Oh my god! It was like it. It. Um, that's a great question. It was. There was like some meme or something that that like made them start talking about it, and then all of a sudden it it turned into like this half hour conversation they had people calling in um now again i don't know a ton of rap music to choose but just based on what i do know i would probably pick watch the throne um just because that's one that i feel like i know the best but i think it is kind of a combination of a lot of really great artistry and um I think a lot of the songs on that album weren't just songs put there to make an album. Like, I think a lot of them had a lot of significance and were played on the radio and used in different cultural things. Um, So anyway, that's why I picked that one. I don't know if there's anything that uh, comes out at you that you can think of off the top of your head. I know it's a big question, but something maybe to think about and discuss next week and... We'd love to hear from our listeners what they think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also just a reminder to you if you're listening, you can request for us to do a delayed reaction to something. So if there's a movie that you really love that no one's ever heard of or you like this Australian singer that was popular in the 90s, we'll listen to that and we will do a delayed reaction just for you. Just send Mm -hmm. us your requests on Twitter at delayed rxns same thing on instagram and on facebook we're delayed reactions podcast um okay if i had to answer that question right now i want to pick that logic album that i was just talking about for the reasons um that i said i liked it but I don't know. I think it depends on what you want to show them has changed. Like if you're talking about like the 
the style um the the really big thing in the rap game right now is like rapping in triplets and um that's when you take the beat of a hip-hop song and instead of it being like this you go like every other beat so it sounds like it's slower and then you rap faster in between them so that's why every song sounds like like everything mm-hmm. sounds like Migos and Cardi B does the same thing that's what's really popular right now so if you wanted to show like the change in the style of rap then I would probably pick like Culture which is the Migos album that came out last year I think um but if i'm thinking also, about just like, want to point out something i guess i didn't not know this but it, it wasn't something that i ever thought about um i was reading into earlier today uh tupac was 25 when he died and biggie smalls was 24 they were like, young we're 22 i know they and i do so not young. feel like like how do you make that much significance that much music, that much, just everything. I have no idea. I feel like I've done nothing age. with my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, so what I was saying is, if I wanted to talk, if I wanted to show them like the how the meaning and the message has changed, then I would show them an album like uh, Coloring Book or like Everybody by Logic. So I don't, I don't know. I guess I'll have to. Th- Think about it and come up with a final answer next time we record. Which uh, it's a never-ending question. There could be arguments for a lot of different. Albums. Yeah, and then in my, I guess my answer would change every couple of years anyway, because then that's when the music has changed. Um, right. But yeah, that's a great question. Wow, who asked that on Barstool? Um. So th- there was like a meme. I forget what the meme said, but it had something to do with. Tupac and Biggie and some I don't know if somebody called in but the conversation kind of evolved and then KFC because KFC is like a big rap guy yeah yeah um or or he likes like old rap and hates like the new stuff that's coming out (laughs) so and then there's like other people on the show who are also really into it and Roan was there and Roan's like the battle rapper I don't know it was just like really interesting and I'm not even like a rap person um but i thought it was like a very intriguing conversation they were having and these guys like know it way more than i do so they were talking about like some really interesting albums and interesting stuff that i never would have thought of um so yeah um that's cool i want i kind of want to like look up and listen to that now I know. I'm trying to think if there's a I'll place you could find, find it. It's it. probably in one of. I'll I'll look for it because it was it was in like August, but I could probably find it because I kind of remember when it was mm-hmm. sort of. So, um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, who do you think? Maybe this is another like big question. But who do you think is like the greatest of all time? Who do I think is the greatest of all time? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> no? Because I just, and I don't, listen, I have no answer for this either. But um, I was looking at a list of um, 
of, I don't know, some website that ranked them. And it was like, Eminem was number one. Really? Yeah. It was like Eminem, Tupac, Nas, Biggie, Jay-Z. Maybe not in that order, but whoever they, whoever was ranking them had um, Eminem at number one. And I actually think that that's kind of interesting, too, because, like, he really changed the game in a lot of ways. So maybe that is fair. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let that's us a really, know what you that's think. A, it's a really good, loaded question. But I feel like I'm just starting to, like, scratch the surface of, like, learning and educating myself on hip-hop. Um, because, like, we both agreed, like, we didn't really listen to this when we were younger, when it was coming out. And I definitely did not listen to this when I was a kid um, in the 90s. But uh, ever since I watched The Get Down and Hip Hop Evolution, learned a little bit of history, I just find it so interesting. So I'm trying to learn more. So that's a question I really can't answer. Um, But I did find, when I was looking for Halloween decorations to put up in the house, I found that we have one of Eminem's albums, like, hidden in like the crevices of my basement i don't know if my brother bought that or if like my parents bought it for us i highly doubt they would have done that but i don't know i'm kind of just wondering like how did that get here uh i don't know yeah that's interesting i'll have to ask my brother and maybe your brother bought bought it and was like hiding it yeah no i could totally see that going to target with a friend and just like Ooh, mom can't know about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And that is this week's episode of Delayed Reactions. Hope you enjoyed it. We decided we're going to um, release episodes on more of a bi-weekly basis. So look out for the next episode in two weeks, and we will talk to you then. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of Delayed Reactions. As you probably know by now, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DelayedRxNS. And on Facebook, we're Delayed Reactions Podcast. And hey, if you're enjoying Delayed Reactions, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button while we're at it. If you've got a question for Allie or me, please send it to DelayedReactionsPodcast at gmail.com or just reach out to us on Twitter. Now, enjoy this outro from a video that I love, Kanye West's Favorite Sounds, which was produced by Bort, a Brooklyn-based comedy group. Talk to you soon. Ha 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 ha.